Hello and welcome back to the When You're Podcast, the podcast for when you're doing anything. Today we're going to be talking about when you're watching Hocus Pocus 2. Hocus Pocus 2 is directed by Anne Fletcher. It is a fantasy horror comedy movie on Disney+. Plus. Definitely go check it out. The movie stars Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, Kathy Najimi, Doug Jones, Whitney Peake, Belissa Escobedo, Lilia Buckingham, Sam Richardson, and Tony Hale. Um, <clears throat> I want to start off by saying I thought... Spoilers. I want to start off by saying spoilers for Hocus Pocus 1, the first one, and Hocus Pocus 2. <clears throat> I want to say for Hocus Pocus 2, it was a lot better than I, I thought it was. I mean, it's still not top top tier i guess uh i mean i guess it, it's fun it's fun it's a it's a good movie it's a it's a cool it's a cute little disney movie it gave me like kind of old disney channel vibes so uh, i gotta put put this on <clears throat> i am again wearing the winnie the pooh hunt uh onesie just in case for my audio listeners who thought i i wasn't wearing it again i am wearing it again i'm wearing it all spooky season long this is my costume getting the most out of it you know so, I want to talk about the first Hocus Pocus movie, very briefly, very shortly. Uh, after kind of like re-watching it, I thought it really is a good 90s movie, just in general. I thought that it was it had some good moments of humor. I thought that it, it was kind of, um, it was bad in a good way, you know what I mean? Like, it was in the 90s, so it's like, oh, yeah, of course this movie's not the best but the characters are fun they're interesting there's some history there they they do it in a in a wonder filled way that kind of moves on to the second movie and what i liked about the first movie more than i liked the second movie was obviously all the introductions um and kind of the more magical side of things i mean there's a talking cat there's possessions there's uh you know, zombies coming back to life. I mean, that happens in the second movie as well, but there's kind of a little bit more... Um, they're not as goofy, I think, as the first one. Whereas in the first one, there's like the talking cat and it's actually the boy and his sister dies and he gets turned into a cat and he stays alive and he, you know, he goes through all this whole thing. And... What I think is an improvement since the first one is that there's not just a bunch of like, oh my god, you know, they're they're not doing anything. Like, I feel like throughout this movie, they're doing something. It's not just them standing around and then the sister gets kidnapped and then you're like, oh my gosh, how did she get kidnapped? It's like, because you took your eyes off of her. You like, you weren't protecting her. You're trying to get laid so you wouldn't be a virgin anymore. You know, that's what this whole, that's what the whole first movie is about. This kid wants to get laid by this girl. But he can't get laid because he has to remain this virgin. So that's what the first movie is really all about. If you if you, you can dive deep into it, you know it could be about witches coming back to life and trying to uh, you know eat children to survive and stay youthful. But it's really about this kid who wants to get laid. That's what the whole movie is about. And I bet you he did get laid later on. You know what I mean? They don't show it in the movie, but you. You know, during the credits, you can kind of imagine what happens. But anyways, <clears throat> I, I liked the first movie, and I thought that the second movie did a real good job of continuing continuing it without it being a little too 
overdone or too much of like a throwback to to the first one because what i liked about the second one is that none of the original cast is in it not that the original cast is all old and they suck but it's just like it makes sense you know to just move on move past them so that way they don't have to continuously like you know they have the thing where it's like they always come back you know the old generation and then the new generation they come together but it wasn't like that this time around. It was still the old generation and the new generation, but it was more witches versus witches, girls versus girls. There was kind of like this femininity to it about the second one that I really liked, and it put a good a good focus on it. So since there, I really think that the first Hocus Pocus movie, because it was done so long ago, 20, 29 years ago, uh, it, it fit into the time that it was made, and it continues pretty great into the into the second one. So let's talk about the main stars of this movie, the Sanderson sisters. I'm they look just as good as they did in the first one. I like you know you would expect that, or you know you would expect maybe they're a little bit slow or they're not as as good as they were before. But I think they they those women bring their a game there they continue it's like the it happened like two years or a year later like the following year they just reprised the role you know i thought they did an amazing job uh particular particularly bet midler um she really carries the movie it, she carries the first one as well she's the main antagonist but i feel like in the second one you you got a little bit more of her backstory how she feels what she's about uh especially with her as a kid how she feels about um, Crump, I think it's his name. I forget, but essentially, the townsman of the of the town uh, of Salem at the time is like he doesn't like the Sanderson sisters for whatever reason. Imagine having beef with little girls in like old times, you know. But I guess they're witches, so it's you know against the against Salem, you know. It's not it's not for them. Anyways. In the future, they try to connect it because the mayor of the town in Salem is a descendant of the guy that she hated back in the day, and she didn't wipe out, she didn't kill them all back then, like she she would have liked or wanted to, because she got banished, she got exiled from Salem, and she was like, I want to get revenge, so she burns down the whole town, or just the, the guy's building, and later on his descendants are mayors of Salem. And Bette Midler as uh, Winifred really delivers some good moments. I thought that the ending of how she like goes away or like her her want for power, right? Because the last time she wasn't strong enough or she couldn't do it all by herself. So this time around, she's like, I want to get as strong as possible so that way we can fight for a long, long time and we can stay strong. We don't have to uh, rely on anything on any potion to remain youthful. We can just be strong and take over. So, what I really, really liked about her was how tough she is with her sisters, but at the same time, it's like, it's a love, you know? They're, they're so used to each other. They 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 act mean to each other and they hit each other and they, they, they behave in ways that they shouldn't if they were just like your friends or regular people. But in actuality, it's like, because they're so close, they feel like they can do it. And at the end, when she take when the 
the spell takes away her sister so that way she could be all powerful. She's like, there has to be something, you know, that there was a really touching moment from her that was like, I love my sisters and I don't want all the strength in the world. I don't want to be the powerful witch without them. I'd rather be weak and helpless than and with them than not have them. So I thought that was a smart way of getting rid of, rid of the Sanderson sisters is like you put it all on one sister, the oldest or, you know, the, the main one, and you show the humanity behind her character, why she, you know, she does things for herself, but she really loves her sisters, their family, you know, they're, they're connected, they're bonded, and she doesn't want to live without them. So when she gives into the spell, she's like, I want to be as strong as possible. I don't care what it takes. She doesn't really mean that. Because then, when it takes her sisters, you know, she, she'd rather die with them than live without them. And I thought that was very powerful for her. I thought that was a good way to take away her character. And it was a good way to end the Sanderson sisters' uh, reign in Salem. You know, they're gone for good, supposedly, hopefully, you know. And I really, really liked that. I thought that was a smart way of getting rid of them. If there was like, they just go away again, then it just feels like, um, you know, if the sun comes out and then they blow, blow up or break away. They could just come back again. You know, we don't want that. We want them to have a, a good send off. It's been a long time. Who knows how long until the next one or if they even do a Hocus Pocus 3, which I think they will because the way they ended this one felt really good. <clears throat> So I feel like the Sanderson sisters had some great comedic moments. I thought that they had really fun, the good characterization from all the uh, all the women who played these roles continued um, on, and I really really liked uh, Bette Midler. She really stole the show for me. She did an amazing job uh, with this role, and it's cool to see her revisit it and to get the chance to. Do something new with it in a new time and be fun. It, 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 it really felt fun to watch her on screen and be over the top and crazy and be mean to his sisters. It felt, it felt good to see that, especially coming off of the first one. You feel like maybe she's a step too slow, but she was right on point and she, she stuck to the character. I, I really like that. But now let's get on to the new girls, the new protagonists. I, for the life of me, I cannot remember their names. You know, I, it's terrible. Uh, but the new girls, I felt they did really, really good for what they were given. I, I don't think that there was any moment where I was like, these girls are, are dumb or they suck or they're they're bad or they're, they don't know what to do. All, the whole time I'm like watching them, they're always devising, they're, they're using their wits, they're using their how smart they are, what they know about magic, how they feel. Uh, to their advantage, you know, it's never about, oh, let's just sit around and do nothing like in the first one where they just kind of sit at home and then they open the book and then they're being idiots and they summon the sister to them and then their sister, his sister gets kidnapped and all this stuff. No, the whole time it's like, what do I have to do to, to benefit myself every single time? How can I stop the Sanders' sisters every single time? So I thought that they were really smart. I thought that the characters were in a good place or like there was good conflict between them. There's a reason why they, they don't like each other throughout the movie, you know, all because of some boy, 
Some idiot. This kid, I'm sorry to this actor, man. This actor, I mean, he does good. You know, I, I don't like him. And I don't think, I think that's the point. We don't have to like him. But it was like, it was just like the Disney Channel, like, bully, jock guy, boy that the girl likes. And you're like, why do you like this dude? He sucks. He's not even smart. He doesn't do anything the whole movie. He's just there to make all the other ones feel bad. And he doesn't even know he's, make, he's making them feel bad about themselves. So you understand the separation between them and why they're uh, split throughout most of the movie. Or at least for the first half. And then when they come together, everything kind of falls into place and it works. And it makes sense and it's really, really good. Um, the main girl... I thought she did really good. I, I thought the focus on her was really smart to make her like the full young witch because it's her birthday on Halloween, which was an, another nice touch. And to give her the spotlight for this movie really fit. And I really, really liked it. I thought she did such a good job capturing like a young teenage girl that's like, really into, you know, spirits and magic and uh, maybe rituals and whatnot, you know? And the the side friend, the girl who's with her the whole time, Belissa, uh, the, uh, the actress, Belissa, she also does really well. I find her being really, really smart. Like, she's a good side character. She really comes in and she's really her own... You know, she comes into her own. She She's also coming up with ideas. It's not just the one girl who's really smart and then the girl on the side like, makes that little funny comment like, oh boy, you know, here we go again. What are we going to do? Wamp, wamp, wamp. You know what I mean? It was more of like the main girl tries to do one thing. She fails and the second girl is like, hey, let's do, let's do this. Let's use these leaves to get rid of the curse on us, you know? And I thought that just the way that they used the characters... And all of them were efficient and useful. I didn't feel like any of them were really wasted or not needed. Um, even the zombie, even the zombie was, I, you know, obviously was needed. His head, he needed to get his head decapitated. Um, I felt like the 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 guy at the maggot magic shop, the magic shop, who owned the magic shop. Like, I liked how he fit into it, whereas like. Kind of from the past, from back then in the 90s to now of like, I saw you guys that night and now I want to like try to bring you guys back for my magic shop or for whatever reason, just because I want to. But, you know, he's obviously an idiot. He doesn't do anything. He has to collect it for the girls. Otherwise, he's going to be cursed or dead or something, whatever. And I really didn't like him. I was just... I was like, you tricked these girls into summoning the Sanderson sisters just so you could what? Like, he had no plan. Like, he was just like, I want to meet them and I want to, you know, hang out with them. But in actuality, they're going to kill people and they're going to sacrifice these girls. And you're just like, what an idiot. Like, what was he thinking? But, I mean, it moves, you know, the that's what gets the Sanderson sisters there. So, shout out to that guy, I guess. He, he gave us a hocus pocus too, suppose you know, sort of. Um, yeah, I, I don't think there was any character that was really wasted. The only character I can think of is that jock guy. I mean, what in the world? I mean, that actor, he does such a good job of being an idiot, just being a talentless guy, just nothing, you know? He, 
and you know, good for him. Uh, he he really plays into the Disney trope, but it was just like, oh boy, you could tell that on set he was just like, oh man, I just got to go on set and be an idiot, you know. And I think he captured that very well. Uh, and another thing that I like was the going back to the guy looking back on that night that they first came there in the first Hocus Pocus movie and he followed them all to the cemetery. I thought that was really smart how they connected it without the original cast, you know, or like the cat or anything or any past stuff before. It was like one kid from back then saw them and he was like, I'm going to follow them. And he followed them all the way to the graveyard and yada, yada, yada. And that's when you realize the the 29 year difference. You know, it's not just like the next year or the following whatever it was just like a certain amount of time happened and now they're back you know people have grown up everybody's everybody's different the world has changed so much since the 90s advancements in technology uh in the way in our streets cars all this stuff you know things that they're not aware of and i really like the walmart scene where they like Children's souls are in the lotion. And they're like, ah, oh, lotion. It's like potion, but with an L. It's like, you know, I thought that was really funny. I thought it was really cool. And because of the 29-year difference, you see a big up in quality of the visual effects. You really, really love the visual effects in this movie. Like when they first, uh, Winifred first blasts the green lightning into the lights in Walgreens, you're like, oh yeah, that's that looks good. That doesn't look... You know how in like the first movie it was just like, it had that old timey feel to it where it was just like, it felt like, you know, it's the difference between the 70s Star Wars and the today Star Wars. You really feel the, the difference in the visual effects quality. And I like that for this movie, especially because it is magic and it has to be visual effects driven. It has to uh, increase, because it was such a long time ago, increase the quality and I really liked it. Also, with the 29-year difference, it makes sense to, you know, just put new characters in there. It doesn't make any real sense to go with the original cast. What are they going to do? What's, what's become of them? What's happening? With, you know, nobody cares about them. Let's make it new. And I like that. With the 29-year difference as well, you would hope that maybe the people... You know, because everybody's aware of the Sanderson sisters, but I didn't see anybody like really like during the concert scene, like nobody had their phone out recording. Like what what's going on? Uh, or maybe they did. And I just didn't realize it. They were just all kind of like standing there without their phone or like doing a TikTok dance or, you know, I I found the lack of social media or the like video recording very, uh, you know, it, it didn't really feel like they, they were grasping what today would really be like if the sisters came back but they did do a selfie in the walgreens and they like it they were they were like oh you know they were like i look pretty i look youthful i look good and the lighting the selfie the technology they like it all you know the instantaneous of it and i felt like that brief moment maybe wasn't enough for me i wanted i wanted them to play a little bit more with it but you know always always give them a little bit and then leave them wanting more i guess so long story short, the 29-year difference was a big positive for the movie because it was such a, a long gap in time. 
you could see the the big advancements and you could really feel the difference of this movie. It felt like a new movie, but with a spin on what was. You know, it didn't... F if it were a sequel, they would have brought back the original cast. They would have done, uh, you know, maybe um, a lot more callbacks or they would have set it in the 90s the next following year. But they didn't. They, they set it 29 years apart and they introduced a whole new group of characters. And I thought that was really cool. Uh, and for the Dis for Disney Channel for the a Disney movie, it did everything right. It it did everything that you would you would want for a family friendly Halloween movie. You know, it had the right amount of Halloween esque nature to it. It had the right amount of fantasy comedy. I feel like it jog juggled all of the genres very well. Um, I didn't really feel horrified by the movie or, you know, maybe the like my example of horror is like a lot more jump scares. I didn't I didn't feel any of that during the movie, so it didn't scare me as much. But I, I'm sure that maybe the creepiness of the characters or how they talk or what they do uh, and say to each other is a lot more of like. The example of horror, like we're gonna kill these kids, or we're gonna kill the mayor, we're gonna burn them alive, and all this stuff. And what I really want to talk about is how do they move forward? Because there is a way to move forward with the way it ended. Because now the girls, the new, the new girls, they have the book, so they can make spells and potions and do all kinds of magic and stuff, studying magic and doing all kinds of fun stuff with it you don't know where they could really go with it uh in a way that technology can't so in the movie we see that they get cursed and they're stuck in this basement area and because they're stuck in the basement area you're kind of like oh they could just call their best friend to get them out or to warn them or to tell them something right no the, the curse even works on technology, which I thought was really good. I thought that was really cool. No matter the advancements that we make in, you know, technological advancements like FaceTime or phone calls, text messages, they don't work, even in even in a old spell. And I thought that was really, really cool that they added that, that magic still is more powerful than technology, which is cool. So this next generation... I feel like that's what the next Hocus Pocus movie is going to be called. But Hocus Pocus 3, A Next Generation, something like that. Where it's going to be these new girls, but who knows what they're going to fight up against. I don't know any antagonist that they could come up with. Or maybe uh, it'll be that witch. You know, the witch that gave the Sanderson sisters powers or whatever. Maybe they'll do a callback to that or uh, they'll just come up with something else. Maybe somebody else wants the book. Somebody who studied... You know, because they can't be the only people who've studied uh, the the witchcraft, the dark arts. There has to be somebody out there who also wants that book, or somebody else who who studies magic, and like will trick them or like fight them or something like that. You know, where they they have opposition against one another, and they have to use magic to save the world or something, or save Halloween, something like that. And I think that's what they're going to try for next year. There's definitely a series there. Maybe they'll do a, a an October series, like a Hocus Pocus series on Disney+. Plus, Because the movie was good. Maybe, I mean, they could go either way. Hocus Pocus 3, like a movie, or they could do a series on it. Like, 
every week through October, you get like a new, a new episode. So it'll be like the, maybe the first week when the thing comes out, it'll be like two episodes. And then the second week, it will be the third. And then the third week, it'll be the fourth. And then on Halloween day, it'll be the final finale, which will be like an hour or, you know, uh, just uh, the last episode. And that, that, that kind of is how they, they bring it all together. Dude, I, I'm, I'm big brain in it right now. But yeah, I feel like that's where they're going with it. And I mean, I'd watch it. I don't think this movie was bad at all. I think it fit for the genre. For, the, for Disney, I thought it was really, really good. I thought the actors, actresses were brilliant. All the actors, all the guys in this movie sucked. They, they really sucked. I like, I want at least one funny person in the movie and it can't be the zombie. The zombie was just like, his head was coming off and he was talking about how he needs to sleep and he only kissed the sister one time and it was just like, that's not funny to me. It's just like, you're just rehashing what we already know. Had, have you already seen the, the first one? Which I definitely recommend. So, hopefully they, they grow their male characters or they, they introduce like maybe warlocks or wizards or something. I don't know. Vampires, werewolves. There's, there's all kinds of things that they could do with this. So, I, I look forward to it. I think there needs to be like a Halloween horror franchise that is for kids or, you know, can definitely be for this generation something like that i don't i can't really think i mean there's the paranormal activity there's i mean people still it's twilight halloween i mean i guess it's like vampires so it's halloween ish yeah yeah it's halloween it's halloween so a new thing something something related to that you know for the for the kids today so all in all, Hocus Pocus 2 was a really good sequel, a good movie. Uh, watch it on Disney+. Plus. I think they do a great job of nostalgia and also new characters and giving the Sanderson sisters a proper farewell, a goodbye, once and for all. And yeah, I, I, I really like the movie. I don't, I can't, I can't say it was like, awful awful it had some bad parts it had some good parts and i feel like the good parts were a lot a lot better so anyways guys thank you guys so much for listening for watching on my youtube channel um yeah this has been the win your podcast thank you guys so much for watching i'll see you guys all next time